Welcome to Finance in the Clouds. Modern finance is broken, forcing finance and accounting teams to work like it's 1985, the year Excel was invented. Here, we talk about the struggles finance teams face in fast-growing companies and discuss how they can spend less time catching up and more time in the clouds. I'm your host, Jake Jones, multimedia producer and brand influencer here at Zone & Co. And I'm joined this week by Nicole Peterson, VP of Finance at Chatmeter. Thanks for joining us today, Nicole. Thanks for having me, Jake. Happy to be here. Last episode, we were introduced to the complexities of sales tax. And just talking through all of the rules and stipulations can be hard to follow. Now imagine how it must feel to deal with this in practice, if you aren't already. Today, Nicole is going to share some of her experience at Chatmeter dealing with sales tax compliance. Nicole, can't thank you enough for joining us today, and we're really excited to hear about your experience dealing with sales tax and the complications that come along with that. But before we get into the topic, I do want to hear just a little bit more about you. So tell us about yourself and what you do for Chatmeter. Absolutely. On a personal level, I'm a California native. Currently, I reside in Utah with my husband and two-year-old son and a couple dogs. We absolutely love to travel as a family and actually spent a year uh, during COVID when the world was ending, uh, living in an RV and traveling the country while I was working. So adventure is in our blood. Professionally, I'm the VP of Finance at Chatmeter. In my role, I'm focused on being a business partner with many of our departments, including the customer success team, where I drive renewals, pricing discussions, and validate deal details between Salesforce and the actual contract that's signed. I also get to work with a fantastic accounting team that I've had the pleasure of building over my two and a half years at Chatmeter. We are responsible for all of the finance and accounting functions at Chatmeter, including vendor side, customer side, payroll. Basically, if it involves a number, we see it, which also means I am heavily involved in tax from sales tax, income tax, the audit side, insurance, banking. I get to see it all, which means I'm wearing a lot of hats. The last part of my role that's very near and dear to my heart is that I am responsible for our finance information systems. I implemented most of these systems over the last couple of years. These systems include NetSuite, Zone Billing, Avalara, and Mineral Tree. Well, Nicole, that's awesome. Uh, I've had some family do the RV thing as well. So really cool to hear that. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for shouting out a lot of our partners there that you guys are working with. So exciting to know that you guys have been working with a lot of solutions. And that's what we're going to get into about how you got to those solutions today. So in our last episode, we had some of our partners actually from Avalara that you mentioned there talk about the complexities of sales tax. And so we've asked you on today because, as you said, in your job, you wear a lot of hats and one of those hats is dealing with tax. And so we want to just hear your experience of what it's like to deal with the real world complexities of sales tax. So let's start with what does it really look like to deal with the complex sales tax system? I always say the most complex sales tax system is when you don't have. And to me, that includes software. If you don't have a compliance methodology or software to manage this, it's going to be really hectic. As we all know, Wayfair changed sales tax for so many businesses, including Chatmeter. 2020, we determined that Chatmeter did in fact need to be charging sales tax. We had not been. Historically, 
chat meter was a pretty classic situation. We only operated in one state, meaning we only had a physical presence in one state and therefore did not believe we needed to charge sales tax because California doesn't levy sales tax on SaaS services, which is 99% of our revenue. So once we determined that Wayfair did in fact impact chat meter, we realized that this was a pretty complicated issue. We needed to unwind it. All 50 states have different tax rules. In some instances, it's not even just the state. It can go all the way down to the zip code, which means doing this by hand is just not feasible. So as I mentioned in 2020, we determined that we needed to change. This began nearly a two-year project for myself and members of my team, where we worked day in and day out to move Chatmeter from a state of non-compliance to a state of sales tax compliance. We started this project by undergoing a Nexus study and partnered with a major accounting firm to look at where did we have Nexus? What was triggering Nexus? Was it physical? Was it dollars, meaning revenue dollars? Was it the number of invoices we were sending? Once we determined where we had Nexus, we needed to fill out back returns or go through the VDR process. VDR process is voluntary disclosure. More or less, you go to the state saying, hey, mea culpa, I messed up. I needed to be filing sales tax returns. I owe you X dollars. And if I pay you that and file this, you're not gonna come after me. You're not gonna charge additional fines or penalties. It's kind of a last ditch effort, get out of jail free card. Doesn't mean it's not painful. Additionally, we had to go back to hundreds of clients and assess whether those clients had self-assessed, meaning they went to the state in their sales tax returns and said, we needed to pay sales tax on this invoice and did not, or if they were sales tax exempt. We needed to cover our bases and make sure that all of our ducks were in a row. In addition, going back to these clients and trying to charge them the back sales tax was not an option. It was not how we would do business. So we needed to cover those back sales taxes ourselves. You brought up so many points we hit on last episode too, just talking about how complex it is. Every state obviously has different laws, but then you look down to the zip code and that can determine things, which is such a nightmare to think about. Hearing that it was a two-year project to get you guys compliant, that is wild to hear. Again, love that you guys started with a Nexus study. That was something that one of our Avalara team members mentioned that was such a crucial part and a great place to start if you're looking at dealing with these sorts of things. Something you mentioned here, though, that we didn't talk about and I haven't even thought about, but what if your clients had gone back and somehow covered the tax misplacement themselves? What if they've already resolved this issue? That might save you some money, but what if you had paid it double. But if you'd paid more, that would have cost you funds. Now, one thing I've I been curious about is, and as you talk about this being a two-year process to get fixed, did this complicated sales tax system slow down the business at all? Obviously, your team and the accounting team was very busy dealing with this, but what other sorts of effects did it have on the business? Absolutely. In a nutshell, it slowed down the business, not just because there's work to be done around the Nexus study and the VDR in terms of time and resources. It's costly from a financial perspective. Getting to a state of compliance between the Nexus study, 
back returns, the VDRs, and covering those back sales taxes turned out to be nearly a seven-figure project. So almost a million dollars diverted from business needs, such as investing in product or marketing, had to be diverted to become sales tax compliant. That is huge. And such a scary number to hear. Was that almost a hindrance for you guys to want to fix this? Were you guys just relieved to know we fixed this? This almost a million dollars is back where it needs to be. It's not going to come back and chase us down. Uh, I'm just curious if there was any pushback. I'm the kind of person I'd want to push that down until it's probably worse. But I'm just curious how that went on y'all's end. Yeah, of course, right? When you see big figures like oh, $750,000 to a million dollars, makes you want to choke or it makes you want to say, I don't want to deal with this. However, my role is to make the numbers right, not to make them pretty and to ensure compliance because as a tech company, really as any company, you have to be compliant when it comes to your taxes, whether that be sales or income tax or any other form of tax that you may be obligated to pay because Hypothetically, if you're going through a sales transaction or an equity raise, uh, debt funding, et cetera, any transaction, the other party or parties will be pulling compliance data. And if there's a levy on your business or taxes that are not paid, that could potentially stall or even completely dismantle a potential deal. So again, my role is to make sure that that doesn't happen at Chatmeter. That's great. And thank you for being so open and candid about that. Seems like such a scary thing to address, but as you said, you need to be compliant. It can really come back and hurt you later. So thanks for sharing that. One thing you mentioned in 2020 is when you guys noticed that something wasn't right. What was it that happened that made you guys realize that something is wrong, that we are misplacing this and that we need to make a change? Absolutely. So in 2020, could say directly as a result of COVID, Chatmeter became a company with a remote workforce. I mentioned how personally we lived and traveled the country in an RV during COVID. We had many employees who left California during COVID to work in other states. We also started hiring employees outside of California. Pre-COVID, Chatmeter had a mainly California-based workforce. And as you start hiring employees in other states, you become on the radar because you're filing withholding tax returns or paying withholding taxes through your employee's payroll. Believe it or not, those tax agencies within different states, they talk to each other. So once you're on the radar for withholding taxes, you're probably also going to be on the radar for income and state sales tax. There's not a lot of hiding that can be done. It's one of those things that I like to say, it's only a matter of time before something comes up, something gets overturned and they find you. So so interesting to hear, though, about the inclusion of COVID in that and just how a remote workforce happened. That's such an important thing that's happening right now that some companies may be doing and not really thinking through how that's going to affect something like sales tax. We talked about at the beginning how you've installed and used a lot of our partners, including Avalara. So let's talk about how you found a solution and what that's looked like. We know that in order to truly become sales tax compliant and to move at the speed that we like to move at, we needed to upgrade our financial information systems. I had already been working on implementing NetSuite, 
So we bundled Avalara into that go live date and it actually went live on both systems the same day. Yes, it was a lot of work, but it was simpler in the long run to have everything streamlined, set on one date. There were no two systems to work with because of the fact that Avalara is just integrated right within that suite. I needed a complete end-to-end -end solution that would calculate sales tax, add sales tax to our customer invoices, remit the funds to the appropriate jurisdictions, and timely file the returns. I didn't have the budget to add a headcount to do this work, nor did I think that was efficient in the long term. And so what has that been like since you guys have gotten these systems implemented? I'm sure it's a learning curve every day, but what has it been like? Systems are, as you said, a learning curve, but automation is a beautiful thing. The work to set up all of these systems was a heavy lift, but now that it's been in place for almost two years, you could say sales tax runs itself. The collection happens automatically in the remittance process, it happens behind the scenes. Our only involvement is to review the returns each month and ensure that data between NetSuite and Avalara is reconciled properly. I'm sure that's such a huge relief off of your workload and pressure, obviously still involvement there, but seems like it, it's made it a lot easier. What is that like? So now that you've found the solution, how has that changed the business and your role as leader of finance? How has that changed your day to day? I would say, yes, it is opening up to new opportunities in that finding and implementing Avalara, as well as being sales tax compliant, has decreased our risk in this area. It allows us to focus on other initiatives. One of those is automating our customer invoicing process. And then as I talked about earlier, my role has changed in that I'm very involved with our customer service team and on our contract renewals processes. I couldn't be working on those things and contributing to the business in that way if we had to worry about sales tax compliance. Nicole, thanks for sharing all of this. This has been so great. Love to hear you say that, that you're getting to work with your customer success team and really are able to focus on growing the business. Before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add? Maybe some last minute advice for a company who maybe knows that this is something they need to be worrying about or focusing more on. What would you say to them? My advice would be that if you believe you are at risk for being sales tax non-compliant, start this process sooner than later. Maybe for you, it won't be a two-year process. For Chatmeter, it was. But prep your exec team, prep your board, get everybody on the same page about how you're going to approach it and get started. It's a beast, but you will survive. Well, Nicole, this has been a great conversation just talking all about your journey with sales tax compliance and the two-year project that Chatmeter took on. So excited to know that you found a solution. We're able to get to compliance. Again, thank you for sharing what that journey looked like, some of the real world applications of how difficult it was, and just really appreciate your candor there. Thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Jake, thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. I enjoyed our conversation. Now we want to hear from you. How are you dealing with the complexities of sales tax? Let us know by emailing hello at zonaco.com. Finance in the Clouds posts bi-weekly on Fridays. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to Finance in the Clouds 
wherever you get your podcasts, or watch us on YouTube on the Zone & Co. YouTube channel. Be sure to visit zoneandco.com for articles and guides all about this topic.